What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Joe Vore Podcast, JV Podcast Network. We are back. Another episode of The Bachelorette Roundup. Joe Vore, Daniel McGuire, season 12 of The Bachelorette, seasons three and four, Bachelor in Paradise, my very special co-host. So, Daniel, we just watched The Men Tell All. What Before we get into all the details and break this episode down, what were just kind of overall thoughts and feelings? How did you feel about this episode? Now, I know you haven't watched really any of this season prior to last week's episode and haven't watched the show in a while. So your first men tell all obviously different. There's no live studio audience. We'll get into that, but kind of, how did you, what did you think? How did you feel about this episode? Um, well, as for the men tell all, um, I kind of like that. There was no audience just because sometimes the audience will pick sides and, you know, just because they pick a side doesn't necessarily mean they're right. Um, you know, and they could be all sheep. They pick, they're going to pick one side. So it's nice not to have that background noise and just let the guys go at it. Um, I find with the mental, at least from my experiences, um, it's a chance for people to get more airtime. It's kind of like, oh, I should have said this or I should have done that or I never got much airtime. Maybe I'll speak up more. It's my chance to get my, you know, another 15 minutes of fame. Maybe my chance to try to get on paradise. Um, so I think that's what a lot of guys do. I mean, it, it would only make sense why we want, why would you just want to sit there and be quiet um, and do nothing? So, um, you know, I kind of, I wasn't too surprised by anything. You know, obviously the guys are going back and forth. They're, uh, you know, swearing and going, getting getting pretty pretty heated. But you know, that's expected. Um, so I wasn't uh, I wasn't too surprised by anything, and it was kind of, uh, you know, pretty normal. What What do you think? Yeah, no, I agree. I thought it was very normal, and you kind of bring up a great point there. There can be some a desperation factor that comes in with someone that, like you said, maybe you know felt like you know they were in a lot of the show. But again, we talk about you know there's probably so much footage, and if you really didn't stand out or there really wasn't much of a connection there, and you don't stick around for too long, you're not going to end up on TV. They're just going to completely edit you out. Um, you know, kind of like a movie, you know, you're in a movie, but maybe you have such a small part and it doesn't work, it gets totally cut. And that same thing can happen here. So I think it's you bring up an interesting point, something I never thought about a desperation factor can come in. All right, this is my last chance for anyone to one know my name or two, hopefully keep this going and kind of get a second chance uh, in paradise. I mean, I think yeah, I think anybody with half a brain when they're going on and filming the mental or women tell realize this. They're thinking, oh, you know, I'm trying to get more airtime now, or I should get more airtime, or whatever it is. And so that's what they're probably doing. It is hard, though. You know, it's hard to want to speak uh, over top of someone, or it's hard to speak out of nowhere. Like, I went into mental, and I was like, okay, I'm going to try to speak more. But it's, it is hard, you know, especially if your name doesn't get called upon. Um, you know, you got to compete with, I don't know, how many, 10 to 15 guys, or whatever it is. Um, but on this tell all, I did learn about Yosef and cause I didn't see that prior, yeah. uh, didn't see the prior episodes. And that was interesting. I could see that he probably got a lot and a lot of hate from that. I'm sure he got death threats and, <laughs> um, and obviously, yeah, obviously he overreacted. I mean, you're, you're 30 years old on a reality TV show and you have guys coming out wearing <clears throat> next to nothing. It's kind of like, you know, it's not, I don't think it's, to me, that's not a big deal. Um, I can understand maybe if you're 50 years old and, you know, you have four kids and, you know, you're on the show and you got 
people coming out and acting silly. Like, yeah, you know, maybe I wouldn't want my uh, uh, future uh, wife, at, you know, hanging out with people like that. But you got to remember this, you got guys that are 25, 26 years old, you're 30 years old, you stuff, and, you know, you, you get all mad. Um, but what I do like is, I'm not saying he was right, is I like people that speak their opinions and they're honest, like myself. Uh, I'm not saying that he was right, but I like that he said that was that was on his mind. Maybe he didn't choose the best words, and maybe he did go a little bit a little bit too aggressively. But I also liked that the mentality. He's like, no, I don't regret saying it, and I, I'm the same type of person. No, I don't yeah. regret saying this and doing that. I believe what I say. This is my opinion. You might not like it. Too bad. Absolutely. No, I I agree. You know, you know, like I said, I don't know. You know how right he was or if he was right at all. But one thing you can say about Yosef is he is uh, going to speak the truth, speak what's on his mind, and he's going to be uh, unapologetic about it. So we'll dive into more of that once we get to that point in the episode. But let's get going on this episode. We open up a one-on-one date with Blake. Now, kind of throwing this back, this was before you started watching. This is when Claire was still the Bachelorette. I liked Blake. And then Blake... I believe it was when they did that, uh, the dodgeball game, like the naked dodgeball game that they referenced with Yosef, right? So the, it was one of those group dates where there's a winning team and a losing team. The winning team gets to go on the cocktail party and the losing team has to go back, right? We see that season to season with different things. Blake's team lost and Blake went kind of rogue here. Now I know even Chris Harrison referenced it in this episode that the only rules are there are no rules. You kind of go for it and you do your thing. There's really not a ton of uh, boundaries here with what you can do within this, you know, bachelor, bachelorette universe that they create when you're there. So Blake's team loses and Blake went rogue, decided I'm just going to crash the cocktail party, which I get going for it, but it really just kind of pissed me off because it's like, dude, you lost. So one, I'm like, he's kind of a sore loser. And what I hated the most about it was, now I really didn't like Claire that much, so I probably was viewing it with some sort of you know bias there. Claire rewarded it and really, really liked Blake doing that. Um, it just, you know, sometimes it works. Sometimes in, in my gut, I'm like, okay, this was like a good risk. This was the right move to make here, even though it was sort of against the rules, sort of against what they laid out. But it just didn't feel right for me. So one-on-one with Blake already, I'm like, I don't like this guy. I just kind of wanted to give you that background um, and any of our viewers who kind of forgot about that. So they go on this sort of like weird spiritual thing. What do you think about – because there's always – every single year they always do one of these like weird spiritual like medium like – you know, give me your palms. I'm going to, re- you know, see how compatible you are. What do you think about these like weird dates? And did you now the, your time that you were around, did you ever get any of this in a group date or one-on-one experience? So, you know, as for these spiritual things, I mean, it's not my cup of tea and <laughs> I don't really, really believe in it, but teach her own. But the thing is, it's the same with like when it goes to the lie detector last episode, right. you can have the producers telling you know, oh, make sure that's right or wrong, even though, you know, make sure that's a lie or not. And same with this this spiritual person. They could be like, tell the, get the spiritual person to make up something, you know, to cause drama or to say, oh, the spiritual person could be like, oh, uh, I think you, Blake, don't like her, you know. You could come up with anything. So it's just another um, 
curveball, I think, to throw in there and to possibly stir things up. But again, this, these are these are cheap dates. Yeah, uh, it doesn't doesn't take much to make these. You know, it doesn't cost much. So um, I, I probably wouldn't have been too happy if I, that was my date. I've been on some dates in the past where, um, on in, for example, Bachelor in Paradise, I uh, was it was a wrestling date and. It wasn't, you know, it's not that fun, you know, I'm, right. like, I'm going to break my neck here and, uh, I don't get to hang out with the girl much. And it was just kind of weird and awkward. It was, I felt like more like it was, a uh, uh, some sort of fitness com- or com- competitive show, you know? Right. Now, and then they were doing like that tantric deep breathing thing. I don't know if you've ever seen, have you ever seen the American pie movies? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So this always, anytime I hear tantric, I just think of American pie too, where Paul Finch is there like meditating in this like deep breathing tantric thing and Stifler comes over and kicks him and he comes out of it. He's like, what are you doing? He's like, it's tantric. It's deep breathing. He's like, tantric? What the fuck is tantric? So as soon as I heard that, that's exactly what I said. I'm like, we're going to do some tantric deep breathing exercises. I was like, what the fuck is tantric? When, when things are forced like that, I, I don't know. If I was in that position, I'd be like, yeah, you know, it's you're being forced into these silly, weird positions. I mean, you just have to go with it sometimes, but... You know, when you have the cameras on you and whatnot, sometimes it's just kind of awkward and hard. Right. Yeah. So, so that was interesting. Um, so speaking of tantric, whatever it was, it obviously wasn't enough. Um, at that point, Tasha just wasn't feeling it. It didn't feel like Blake was all the way there. She obviously really liked him. But going forward this late in the game, um, you know, you, you're going to have to have, feel a little bit more, bring a little bit more to stick around. So Blake goes home. And in these breakups, well, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Yes. And I mean, to go on that point where I'm like, I'm not, I'm not the type of guy that I wouldn't want to date uh, Tasha. Um, she's not my cup of tea, but I, I do like the fact that she just like, you know what? I'm not feeling you. Yeah. And I feel like it's not so much that they don't bring enough to the table. It's just, when you're 30 years old or so, like I'm 35, I usually know within five or 10 minutes if, if it's someone I want to date. Um, right. Or especially long term. So I like the fact that she's like, you know what? You know, my cup of tea, we'll cut it off here. And then she obviously did that again later on in, that, in this episode. So I do res- give her respect and not like pulling people along for the ride. But at the same time, it could be the producer saying, listen, we got we to gotta speed this thing up. You got to cut some guys. And so today you have to cut two people. So it could, it could be up to the producers, not just her. Yeah, and, and going off of your point, really when she let Blake home, first off, I always think it's kind of weird. I know they've kind of been dating, but she's dating so many other people. I always think it's funny when they break up and they're like holding hands all the way to the car. Do you think that's kind of weird? Of course. I think it's silly. <laughs> it's like when people always ask me, would I like better Paradise or Bachelorette? I'm just like, Paradise, it's just so much more realistic. Yeah. Numerous girls to choose from. You can hang out with them extended period of time. Like, you'll all hang out with uh, in paradise. You'll hang out with one girl in, 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 uh, throughout the day, and, and that's more time than I spent uh, with uh, JoJo on the Bachelor in three weeks. Yeah. You know, on three weeks, I spend maybe 30, 45 minutes with JoJo while in paradise. You could spend, you know, five, six, seven, eight hours with one girl and throughout the day. Yeah. The other uh, thing I love about paradise too, that's more like real life, is you have new people, girls and guys coming in like in real life you could be going out with someone maybe it's only one or two dates you're not that connected but boom daniel you might meet someone out and about wherever you live that's more that's where paradise i feel like is more like real life because there's new people coming in out of your life through work you know you're out shopping you never you can meet people anywhere no i know and that's the thing when when it comes to this show and 
you know, these guys are crying after hanging out with a girl for an hour or a week, which is, you know, might be one or two hours. Right. They're saying, I love you, or I, I, I was falling for, like, come on, you know? <laughs> yep. And, and so going back to your point where you were, and I'm totally with you with Taisha, right? She sees this, she recognizes this, you know, I guess that's much better wording. It wasn't maybe Blake wasn't bringing, it's not that Blake isn't a bad guy or an incomplete guy, but what Fertasia was looking for, it just wasn't totally lining up, which is totally okay. That happens, um, you know, every day in all kinds of relationships. But that prompted her now, after that, she went right into the house to address the guys and then she grabs Riley and she does the same thing with Riley. Yeah, she kind of, uh, you know, realized, you know, Raleigh's not the guy for me either. And, uh, you know, it, like, even though I say, you know, you know, Blake and Raleigh, you know, maybe they weren't her cup of tea, but it is hard sometimes, you know, if you don't get much time with, you know, for, with the girl, like if Jojo in the first five minutes already made up her mind on uh, Jordan, you know, supposedly they knew each other beforehand and everyone else was just along for the ride. It's like, we don't even have a chance. You know, if you give me an hour, if you don't like me after an hour, okay, I'll say my goodbyes and we could go separate ways. But if I had five minutes with you or less, you won't know much about me, you know? Right, right. So now we um, we go to what looks like the guys are getting ready for the cocktail party, but that turns into rose ceremony time. Um, Tasha, for, you know, whatever reason, it was kind of he a heavy day for her. Um, she felt that she was ready, going to forego the cocktail party. Do you think this, that's usually kind of, I feel like at this point in the season, it kind of makes sense. She has gone on dates, spent time with all these guys, right? It's a smaller group, so you're getting a little bit more time, more one-on-one -on -one time together. Like, can anything really be dramatically swung in an hour cocktail party? If you have five minutes with someone, can you really swing? If you're out, can you really swing her in, you know, five minutes when she's talking to all these other guys? I mean, a cocktail party at this point is kind of pointless, right? And it's hard. I remember... So I had three or four cocktail parties and the last one I was at, it's like, again, you got, I had five minutes with her and it's kind of like, uh, what am I going to speak in, to in five minutes to try to like win her over? It's so the pressure's on you. It's awkward. You have all the cameramen around you, the producers, you know, some other guys coming in. And of course it's going to be hard to be your hundred percent natural when it's your first time on TV. Yeah. You have all these cameramen and producers around you. And you know, someone's coming in. So it's just, I'm like, okay, I'm going to speak about this, this and this. And that's kind of what I did. I was like, this is my I am quickly as, as quick as I can. I'm like, I'm a personal trainer. I'm from Canada. Blah, blah, blah. blah. Yeah. It's too unnatural. And so, again, it's something with her, she maybe, you know, she's felt the connection with these other guys. So she knows what she wants and she doesn't want, you know, Riley and Blake. Uh, absolutely. So, oh, and then before we get to the rose ceremony, this is what we have to bring up. We knew this was coming. We knew he was back. So Bennett has officially been reintroduced to the guys. So now the guys know that he's around, and obviously because of the quarantine rules and everything, they know now that he never left. So Bennett is back. Um, so did you, now you, I don't think you were probably weren't around long enough to see anyone come back if anyone came back on JoJo's season. But when someone comes back like this, you know, take us inside, you know, you know, if you were in that room, if you were one of the guys, right. And you're sitting there and this Bennett guy comes back who you're kind of like, you know, Bennett, not a ton of people really liked him that much to start with. How would you feel if a guy like Bennett comes back in? And then in this case, knowing that he never even left. Yeah. I mean, so on my season that didn't happen, I don't think, but, um, I 
think it might have happened on Paradise. Yeah, where I think one of the girls left, and then they brought her back. And I'm just like, listen, no one wanted to give you a rose. I can't remember what happened. <laughs> second chance. Oh, I think it was Ashley. I no, you're getting getting a second chance. It's yeah. like you know, you're, you're trying to force it. But anyway, so as for um, Bennett coming back, and if I was one of the guys, yeah, obviously I wouldn't be too super happy because it decreases my chances. But at the same time, it's like you can't force you can't force love. And if she rather pick Bennett over me, then you know it's meant to it's not meant to be. So right, you know. It is what it is. If it's, it would be different, I think, if it was, let's say, a, a competition where it was a million dollars on the line. It wasn't. There was not any girls involved, and then they brought back another competitor. I'm like, I just beat this person. Right. He, he's coming back, and I got to beat him again for, and and he's gonna take his chance away from me winning a million dollars. You know. Right. So I think it's different because it's it is. Um, well, but I'm sure these guys weren't impressed. You could tell by the look of their eyes. Oh, I remember I was when I were when I was watching it there and. And Bennett sits down. He kind of taps one of the guys on the on the shoulder, and the guy's like, "Go touch me." So I'm like, "Yeah." I'm myself, dude, relax. Yeah. Like, it's something where like I've done that before in shows where I'm like, I, I might tap the guy or do this, and guys get so like uptight and they get so uh, dramatic. I'm like, "What's that, dude? You just touch you on the shoulder. Who cares?" Yeah. <laughs> like, don't touch me, man. They're so sensitive, you know. Right. And they're so tight. Just relax. Okay, so now we finally arrive at the rose ceremony. We got three roses. Five guys without a rose. One guy, Ben, already has his rose. Um, and now, so the, the two guys who in these last two weeks that we've watched, especially since you watch, have had pretty much the most camera time, don't get roses. So Bennett and Noah are gone. So yeah, I was also surprised. I was a little surprised. Well, I wasn't surprised that Bennett, I thought maybe Bennett or Noah, I thought one of them maybe would have stayed. Yeah. Um, but the fact that they both went, actually, I'm not that surprised because they both were kind of being childish, childish with one another. And she kind of realized, you know, these guys aren't for me, I guess. So um, when they left, I thought there would have been a little bit of a drama between the two or they would have a, 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 a word with one another. But it was kind of like I was waiting for something to happen, but nothing happened. And so they both went home, which, you know, it is what it is. Right, so so like we said, Bennett and Noah are home. Uh, Zach, Ivan, Brendan get roses. Ben, like we said, already has his rose. So going into home downs, hometowns, that Zach, Ivan, Brendan, and Ben um, are getting those hometowns. And now that brings us to the men tell all. Um, this kind of cracks me up because the men tell all. I realized, and the women tell all over and over again, is kind of like the scene from Mean Girls where they're all in the gym and they're all airing out their grievances and they're all kind of just getting it all out there. There's a lot of yelling back and forth, but usually it kind of calms down and they throw the bloopers in there to kind of lighten things up. Um, so they bring everyone back to the resort. Now, I want you to tell me, your men tell all, what was that like? What was the experience like? Because obviously we saw guys really, really going at it and we already referenced as well, no live studio audience, you like that. Um, because you know how people, you know, the way you perceive things, the crowd can really kind of sway you one way or another. If one person's being cheered versus booed, no matter what they're saying, inherently, subconsciously, you're like, oh, they must be right because the crowd's loving it. Exactly. So on my second season of Paradise, when I came out and to talk to Chris Harrison, uh, the girl, like my girl Lacey, was already there and kind of told her side of the story right so when i came on the crowd was booing and i'm like oh great here we go <laughs> and so 
you know, they obviously I came in right away and I had to dig myself out, which is hard when, you know, that the way things are edited or, you know, what lies she might say or what her side of the story. But if I were to give my side of the story from the beginning, people would have been on my side. So that's why it is nice not to have the audience uh, there. Um, but as for, like I say, in the mental, oh, everyone's trying to get their last 15 minutes of fame. You know, there are some tensions. And uh, but I remember with mine, I went into the mental all pretty, pretty confident because I had filmed The Bachelorette and then I filmed Paradise. So I got chosen to go on Paradise. A lot of these guys hadn't. And then I filmed uh, The mental all after I filmed Paradise. So these guys were jealous, obviously. And I'm, I'm walking in like I just finished another show. You guys didn't get picked. So I kind of went into the, the mental all pretty happy, pretty confident um, because I already just I just did another show. And uh, knowing that, you know, I'll probably get quite a bit of airtime and these guys are just done with. Um, but, uh, yeah, anyways. What is it like when these guys are going back and forth and Chris Harrison has to be like, all right, guys, we're going to put a pin in this for now. And it goes to commercial break. So when there's commercial break, right, and they're, they just got done yelling at each other, is it silent? Are those guys not looking at each other? Do things kind of calm down? What are the commercial breaks like after people are going back and forth? I can't remember on commercial break. I think on commercial break, everyone sits in their seat from what I remember and kind of might just talk to the person beside them, whatever. Right. Um, they don't want you continue arguing because they will maybe like, uh, they want it to save that. Save for, it. Yeah. Save it for when the, the cameras are turned back on. Um, so everyone, I think from, from what I remember, at least when my tell all and what things like paradise, whatever, um, everyone kind of keeps themselves and then, it starts up again and it's just kind of like a awkward waiting time oh you kind of oh one second you kind of cut out there the, the last couple of seconds what was the end of your thought there so i was just saying um yeah anyways i, I was just saying when as for the commercial breaks everyone kind of keeps to themselves or to the person besides them and might be like, hey man, what about this? Yeah, you know, just chit-chatting. And then the cameras turn back on and it goes back to normal. Um, gotcha. At least that's what it was like for um, myself. Okay, gotcha. But at the same time, like when I did it, we had an audience. So um, you, you know, you're not gonna act like an idiot and start getting an argument uh, when, because uh, there was an audience. I think it would be nice if there was an audience, there'd be even less pressure on you, you know? Mm-hmm. For sure, yeah. There's le there's less witnesses. There there's people that are going to go and tell stories if you go crazy during those breaks. Um, so now we we already kind of touched this, but I I, I kind of want to finish the, the, our thoughts here. Now Yosef comes out, and as you saw from a lot of the screen time that Yosef got there with Chris Harrison and the guys, um, and then also seeing his clips from when he was on there with Claire. Um, now, Yo Yosef, as you can see, you know, he was honest. He does speak his mind unapologetic. I know we can respect those. I'm with you there. But he was so bad. Like, I just thought he was kind of lame, all that stuff. I was like, you know, I kind of get it. But at the same time, like, it's just kind of lame. Um, and he was so bad at times that he actually made me like Claire a little bit, which is saying a lot because I wasn't a huge Claire fan. I was at the start. Um, at one point, I don't know if you ever saw or heard about this, uh, Claire, you know, she was so in love with this guy, Dale, right away that no one else – really had a chance, right? Yeah, so I, I, I saw one, I actually did see one episode. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's like the other guys are just along the ride and, and it is frustrating. I, like when I film my show, um, 
it was Jordan and Jojo. Jojo. And there was like two, there was two football dates and Jordan's a football player. Yeah. And at times the guys were like, we feel like we're just along for the ride. And we also came up with some theories that, that they already knew each other beforehand. And that was kind of maybe a little bit of a story. They knew each other beforehand. And again, we were just along for the ride. And uh, that even like while we were filming and that's what we're kind of thinking, you know, and it, it was frustrating. Right. And, and, and I just want to be clear. I don't blame Claire for falling in love with this Dale guy, but, but where it goes wrong for me and where it's tough for me, like we said, when all the other guys are along for the ride, um, you know, even though Claire's season was cut short because she was obviously no one else needed to be there other than Dale, it still went on probably about two weeks too long and they needed to get out of there. But, you know, just I just don't like the, the hypocrisy of saying, you know, I'm present, I'm here, I'm actually giving you, you know, those guys had no chance, even though she was claiming that they did. And there was this one uh, group date that they went on and just no one really stood out to her. And as a guy, you know, it's it, it's tough. Your confidence is down. You're like, I have no chance. Why should I even try? And then she goes off and does this talking head about how, you know, these guys don't appreciate that I'm here, aren't appreciating me, you know, goes on this whole tangent. And she gave a rose to herself, swear to God, gave oh. a, and that's when I was completely out. I'm like, I'm done. I almost like it was painful for me to watch the show. I'm like, if this keeps going on, I'm 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 giving up the juice. I'm done watching the Bachelorette. She did one of those talking heads where it's just her and just basically said, no one else does. I'm the one that deserves this rose. And she gave a rose, had it in her hand, and gave herself that's, the rose. That cringeworthy. That's it bad. was awful. Worst thing I've ever seen. It'd be one thing if she uh, did it in a comical sense, like... No, like, dead serious. Like, oh, man, yeah, bad. it bad. It was bad. So, so there's just a little bit more background on Claire and how all that stuff was. But, um, yeah, like, you know, Yosef was was pretty lame. And, you know, like I said, I get it to a certain point. But it, he was, you know, just kind of that broken record guy over and over again. Like, it's like, you know, he kept talking about how he's a father and how he has a daughter. And every time he'd bring it up, I'd be like, oh, whoa, you have a daughter? I had no idea. Like, it was just... He was it's like, again, like I was saying, you're 30 years old. It's not like it's not like you're a 50 or 60 year old. Yeah. And and you and these guys are running around in their underwear or half naked. You're 30 years old. You're you know you're you're a young adult in a sense. Right. Um, and, yeah. And you know, and he, being 30, me being 36, I was still. Yeah. I mean, it's silly, but you get, you got to realize that these are the producers coming up with the ideas, not necessarily her. Right. It's not like he sat down and said, thought to myself, oh, well, I'm gonna do, I want this date, you know. Yeah, yeah, and, and 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 like we saw there, I mean, he he didn't even participate. He wasn't even on that group date. Um, so whatever. I mean, it just seemed a, a, that's pretty ballsy to like yeah. safely said. Like I I I'm very honest and I can be outspoken and I can have my opinion, but that's crazy. That's like he went really hard, harder than paint. Yeah, no, he he did he did big time. It's like you know people. It just, you know, I, I can never get behind people bitching and complaining about things that, you know, where they didn't participate in, you know, like, you know, we don't get political, but it's like, if, if you're yelling, you know, political stuff, but you didn't even go out and vote, it's like, it's hard for me to take you too seriously. That's like the best analogy that I can come up with. Well, I, guess, I guess he, he didn't like the fact that she was associated with this. Yeah. He's like, I can't associate with you. Yeah. Um, she, yeah. And again, it's not like she, she's associated with you know, a, a terrorist group. She's, she's, you know, <laughs> being associated with some guys playing dodgeball, half yeah. naked or something like that. 
<laughs> oh yeah, I mean it's like it, it is television, man. Do you do you do realize this is this is exactly, TV? Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um. So so okay, we we covered all the Yosef stuff. Um. As we wrap up here, you know there end up being some more bloopers at the end as they always do, which are fun. But uh, Tasha comes out. She has uh, you know a deep talk with Riley. Uh, it, it, he was like it kind of felt like. I, I hate to kind of burn Riley here because he laid it all out there, but you know, kind of felt like a little kid where she's like, "No, come over here." He's like, "Can I have a hug?" She's like, "No, come over here." It was like totally consoling him. And that's the thing. I've I've, I've said this a million times. And I feel like a broken record, but I've never come across guys like this before in my life. Um, I'm not, and, I, and I've lived in different cities, and I've hung out with numerous different people. And again, I don't know if it's they're doing it for the TV's sake or maybe it's just the type of guys they're picking but again there's nothing wrong with again being somewhat emotional or whatever but i just feel like come on i I think it goes back to the theory that i you know told and i it's not a crazy theory i feel like a lot of people share these thoughts like i said i feel like the environment the way that it's all set up and the way that you're cut out from everything it just brings it out of these guys because I'm like you. I'm like, I swear these guys don't exist. But I don't know how I would act with all these TV cameras. And, and especially, well, I, especially. I was, yeah, I was in that situation. I was there for three weeks. Yeah. And I did go from 30 guys down to 20 or down to 10. I was, after I left, there was 10 guys left. Yeah. So, I don't know. Unless by some miracle, it was a girl where it was love at first sight. And we had a connection like no other, and that was and that's being honest, and that's not, I'm not just saying that because of TV or whatever. Then I could possibly, and then I could see that. But right. the fact that every season there's five to ten guys that are <laughs> love at first sight, and she's come on. It's crazy. You know, you're right. You're absolutely right. Okay, so like I said, they wrap up with some bloopers. Um, so that was that was the men tell all that sets up our hometowns tonight. We're recording this on Wednesday. We're putting this podcast or yeah, it's Wednesday. No, it's Tuesday. Tuesday, sorry, right? So Tuesday, um, we 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 this podcast is recapping Monday. Then tonight, Tuesday night, we have the hometown uh, visits. We got a two for this week, a two for ne- next week, and then tomorrow we'll be dropping that podcast talking about. The hometown visits. It it looks like I saw what looked to be Tasha's dad. <clears throat> Excuse me, Tasha's dad there. So it appears that they're bringing the families in, and um, it should be should be quite interesting. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I kind of figured they'd bring in the family. It just makes it easier uh, to control the you know the COVID and variables. You know, instead of going to every hometown and all the transportation of flying. But uh, yeah, we'll be recording that. Uh, oh yeah, tomorrow. Absolutely. All right. Daniel, any final thoughts before we send it off here? No. Um, it'll be a good finish, and uh, hopefully something spicy happens. Absolutely. We'll get after it tomorrow. So thank you guys so much for listening. Bachelorette Roundup, the men tell all. And then we'll be, we'll be back tomorrow for the Bachelorette Roundup, hometowns. Be sure to tune in.